You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Brian Laundrie apparently killed his fiance on some sort of trip, and now it was like a national scandal, viral thing, and now Dog the Bounty Hunter has followed him to some tropical island. Uh, 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 is this live on his television show? I didn't even know about Dog the Bounty Hunter was still alive. I just saw somebody tweet something about it. I'm like, wait, Dog the Bounty Hunter is still a thing? I mean, the last time I thought about Dog the Bounty Hunter was um, the South Park episode. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. I'm your host, Asa Smith Twigs, with, as always, my co-host. I'm Greg, the Stump. And we are here to talk about uh, UConn football, because that's what this podcast is nominally about these days. Uh, apparently, when we kept asking, who is this for? The answer was us. It, <laughs> UConn football was for us all along. <laughs> it was the friends we made along the way. Uh, we've got a clearly coherent episode for you. Uh, we've got our, our good friend Ben uh, from halfspaces.com. Uh, on to talk about the U.S. men's national team roster. Uh, and then what did we talk about after that? <laughs> U- UConn football. <laughs> uh, we have more on UConn versus Vanderbilt this weekend than you will ever hope to need. Uh, as well as some other stuff about pro football. And, oh, the, the news that's happened since we recorded the football stuff is that Matt Nagy either has to beat the Lions or is fired which puts the bears in a lose-lose situation. <laughs> <laughs> like either, either they lose and their coach gets fired, which is great, or they win and their coach doesn't get fired, which is terrible. Uh, <laughs> For most people involved, not yeah. Matt Nagy. Uh, so this, this episode is brought to you by the Anchor app, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. The Anchor app is for all of your free podcasting needs, and the Smith Workforce Management Group is for all of your employment law, HR, name, image, and likeness needs. Uh, you can check out the Anchor app at anchor.fm, and you can check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com. Uh, is there any other housekeeping that we need to get to before we jump into the uh, soccer discussion? No, let's welcome on Ben. How are we doing, Coach? I'm Matt Online. I, I see that. That's your name on our on our internal system because we are contractually obligated to mention that stupid feature every single time. How are we doing? Uh, are we talking about business daddy again? Uh, no, we, we have nothing bad to say about the Anchor app. We love the Anchor app. It's perfect. Man great is also amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is your father alive? No, no, he's not. No. Oh, what about your mother? Content. No. Oh, I stopped asking this question. um all right so uh our our esteemed co-host uh slash 
internet installer guy, Kevin, is not here. Uh, to be clear, he's installing internet for his in-laws because um, I think that's what son-in-laws are meant to do. Uh, like, I, don't, I don't really know. Oh, so he believes in the internet enough to install it? Yeah, now he does. I don't know. Um, so, uh, some, so for the first time in a podcast, in our podcast history, we, um, scheduled properly. Are you guys proud of me? Very proud of you. The gamble paid off. The gamble. I took took notes for this podcast for the second time in podcast history, I think. Wow. I don't even know. The first time was my first time on your podcast when I thought this was a more serious operation. <laughs> then he quickly fault. learned. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have to prepare for this. It's just a, a series of of well-meaning, well-intentioned jokes that are framed by occasionally soccer. See, the funny part is Ben's preparation has gone down, and my preparation has gone in the inverse because I have to actually look at things now to know what you guys are talking about. Is, is somebody capable of making a preparation H joke or are we just going to move on? We're going to let that one go. All right, cool. Do you know we have show notes? It's wild. <laughs> uh, so, Ben, you're prepared. So, uh, lead the discussion, oh dear teacher. <laughs> All right, goalkeepers. I don't care. Maybe you have thoughts. <laughs> So I I uh I just want to point out that I think that when we when we were talking about this the other day uh with Kevin, Kevin said like like we were talking about like who the fourth goalkeeper is, and I think Kevin was like, I don't care, but I guess it's Sean Johnson. Yeah, and, there he is. Yeah, confirmed. Did you uh, see it allowed in tonight, by the way? No, what was it? Uh just kind of dribbled under his arms. Not not the best. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh good for Sean Johnson. Uh you know, I last remember him being an Olympus Olympic gymnast, so this is kind of a weird turn for him. Uh, I'd also like to just point out that they did all three of my boy Ethan boys Ethan dirty. Um, yeah, I guess that was... you don't really need four goalies, but still. And yeah. I, I, I like this. This is one of those things where it's like Ethan Horvath. What did you like? It's like what Ethan's think, Horvath. Ethan's Horvath. You're right. Thank you. What did you think was going to happen when you went to a worst division to be a backup? Like, what did you think you were going to play more? And I guess he has, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what his what his theory is for. Well, the last pre- time he got a shot to start, it did not go well. He ended up on the uh, the when playing it out of the bat goes wrong Twitter feed. Great, never Twitter a good feed. thing. Wonderful. Never a good thing for a goalkeeper to be on there. No, 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 no. Um, but I think I think it's it's. Uh, I'm I'm predicting Matt Turner will start these games. Do do we have any dispute on that? Nope, nope. Unless uh, he royally uh, messes one of them up. Yeah, no, no. I'm I'm just saying, like going into it, the plan is for him to start three. I would assume so. Um, with with Stefan taking over, if something catastrophic, either on field or off field, happens because. This team is is snake bitten, and occasionally bad things happen off the field. But we're not at the midfielder part yet. Now are we? I think we're still chaotic neutral. We haven't moved into like chaotic evil yet, or outright evil. Well, I think we're too young. Like 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 as a team, we can't be evil yet. We haven't. I don't know. No, I, I was putting that more in the chaotic. Like we're too young to be anything other than chaotic. If you have an average age of like twenty two, you're chaotic. That's just who you are. Yeah, that's that's just how that works. Um, all right, let's talk about the defenders. Do we want to split this up by fullback and center back? Even though the sure, uh, back first, center back first. All right, so the five names are John Brooks, Mark McKenzie, Tim Ream, Chris Richards, and Miles Robinson. Uh, ben, what what are your thoughts to to begin with? Because I have thoughts on one of them. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's mildly surprising that Sands isn't there, but I think. Um... I think Richard slides into that spot, and I think it's just good to see Richards with the team, um, because all right. So I I'm, I might write a piece on this at some point, but like hold I think on, if you were going to write a piece, where where would we ha- where would we read that? Oh, you would go to halfspaces.com, my friend. There You're you home go. for all your national team needs. There you go. Okay, great website. <laughs> now that shameless plugging is done. No, I think one of the better ways to predict what um, Greg Berhalter Greg, Greg Berhalter is going to do is by what he has done. 
So, like in the last camp, everybody was saying that um, Gio Reyna should play the eight because he's playing eight for Dortmund. And meanwhile, I'm thinking I don't I don't think that's going to happen. He's he's in this wing spot that you know this half space spot that Berhalter has designed. And uh, lo and behold, you know who played the eight? Brendan Aronson. And you know why? Because he spent a month in January camp learning that spot in the system and played it in you know in that game against Costa Rica. So my point being is that Chris Richards just needs to get time in camp, even if it's not in the game. So I, I don't know. I'm just happy to see him there. Yeah, I was I was thinking that like the the last time he was in a camp, he played like the the last ten minutes of I want to say the Jamaica game. Yeah, I feel like he was like mildly injured or something. So he was on I don't know if he was on like a you know a pitch count so to speak or something, but he was at least there. And I feel like if you're there, you're at least getting to practice, getting to, you know, be there with everybody. And you're learning. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, and and it's and for him and, and I, I think that that the, his his exclusion from the from the first camp, you know, if there was ever any thought that it was anything other than dude needs to get his club figured out. Um, I think this puts that to bed. Right. And I feel like that's a, a lot of what we're seeing. Like uh, De La Torre is here, Hoppy is here, um, is here. It's like all the guys that were kind of in club limbo that you know couldn't really be called up in September. Right. Um, so, so the the other name that I that I'm seeing here that I I'm not surprised about, but I'm mildly encouraged. Um, Mark McKenzie over Walker Zimmerman, and I know it's you know not necessarily one to one, but um, I think having McKenzie in camp. Um, is, is a huge benefit to him, you know, sort of obviously as on, on his point, but also for, for what we, what I, you know, view as the best style of play, which is fast and aggressive, which Walker Zimmerman is um, not. Right. And I think it just kind of shows that Greg is still committed to trying to play out of the back, because if you were just going to go fast athlete that can cover space, you're probably taking Zimmerman over McKenzie, but if you want somebody that can handle the ball, pass it a little bit, you're, I think you want McKenzie over Zimmerman. Well, speaking of not fast, uh, Tim Ream is still here. Damn it. <laughs> Tim Ream is like... not light. That's just, that's just what he is at this point. Um, he is the witcher, and he makes no sense. <laughs> and I, I guess we, we, we probably do need to mention John Brooks here. Like, Miles Robinson, I, I think, is, is, a, is an in-sharpie starter, but Brooks has had, like, a month from hell. Um, he didn't. He didn't play in the Champions League today because he had a red card the last time he was out. He's been not playing well. So, um, like some other people in this uh, in this camp, um, this this might be a good time to like get your shit together. Um, yeah, I mean, he needs to get it right. Like, he, you can't drop a guy because he didn't play well a couple times, but like a couple times turns into three or four, and then then it, you know you need to have discussion. Yeah, at, at a certain point, playing like shit consistently becomes your consistently. Yeah, if you have an entire fiscal quarter of not playing well, uh, I think we can probably say you're not playing that great. Conceptually, yeah. Uh, so, so let's talk about the fullbacks. Um, I I think some people will be will be surprised that at someone's this is this is the first big snub that we're going to talk about. Um, that I actually don't think is that big of a snub, and I can I can explain why. Unless Ben, you want to take it first, go for it. Uh, so so Scally is not here, um, and the five fullbacks are Moore, Bello, Robinson, uh, Dest, and Yedlin. So going back to what you were talking about about like why are people here because they've been here. Scally has not been here, and Burhalter was asked about it, and he said like yeah, like we we talked to him, we told him like we just need people who have been here, and we're gonna get him integrated soon and blah 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 which is all sort of like a little weird because like there's no numbers limit here like if you wanted to include him you could have um but my guess and and here's why i'm not all that upset my guess is that there was a discussion between burhalter and uh marco not, Rosa. yeah 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 oh, no, he's the never mind he was at no. uh right Adler, yeah right and and it was like hey uh, if we take him for 15 days or 10 days or whatever it is, um, is he definitely going to be a starter when he gets back? And I'm sure the answer was nope. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like, great, <laughs> cool. He'll stay in I'm, I'm, I can't remember who it was, but do you remember uh, last January 
we actually got a guy or two from Germany um, for the January camp because that January camp kind of overlaps with the, the German break. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there's some kind of deal going on there where he can, um, you know, he won't take him now, but maybe he can get him for a week or two in January. Cupcake to, camp? Yeah, to kind of integrate him in a, like a low stakes, you know, a low stakes situation. Yeah, and I, I think that that would make sense, especially since Scally's young and like sort of, sort of came off the ra- you know off the radar type. Um, mm-hmm. So like I, I think that that's fine. I think that that the starters here, you know, Dest and Robinson, I guess. Well, is Robinson healthy? I heard like wrist whispers oh, yeah. to say that he's carrying some kind of injury. Well, he didn't. He didn't even dress today for Fulham. Um, Reem played ninety and got an assist. So whatever. Uh, off a header because it's the championship um right. uh but he so so i i don't know but if he's if he's not healthy then i think dest who played left back well left wing back for barcelona today in their three nil um what's the opposite of a coronation <laughs> oh, cool. uh, dumpster fire <laughs> the heading of ronald Komen. yeah well <laughs> just waiting on that uh, I, I had to think about it. Um, by the time this actually posts, uh, we're recording this Wednesday night. By the time this actually posts, Ronald Coleman might be out of out of a job. Yeah. We've been making that joke for a week and a half, and it still hasn't happened yet. Right. Uh, I've been making well for Coleman. I made it about Nagy for this episode too. Yeah, which you'll hear later. Uh, <laughs> and I still might be right about that. Um. So. Yeah, so. The, sorry. The only thing that bothers me about Scally is. Like, if I'm right, and the reason, or, you know, kind of what you said, the reason he's not here is he hasn't been here is, like, there's no numbers limit. Why not just, even if you're not going to play the guy, you could bring him in for a week, and then the next time you can't say he hasn't been there. But I don't know. Maybe it's like a numbers thing. You don't want too many guys. I don't know. So my, my theory on that is that um, I, I bet that he just wants him to there so that he's continues getting minutes. And I think that if he pulls yeah. him, like, who knows? So, like, I don't think Luca Nets – or whoever the other left back option is is getting called up for Germany. So, um, so I like I'm I'm not I, that's, I don't think that that's going to happen. So I think that if 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 uh, if Jedi is is in fact uh, hurt, I think that you go Dest on the left, Yedlin on the right. Does that or or would you take Shaq more over Yedlin? Um, I mean, I slightly prefer more, but um, I don't know. I'm not like you know wedded to it or anything yeah i'm not married to Shaq Moore, but i would prefer him over yedlin but i like we've been saying this whole episode uh burholder likes guys that have been there and i think you can probably say that yedlin's been there more than more uh a little bit well so, and i just like from a straight numbers thing i like that he brought five fullbacks just because you know, we ended up short fullbacks last time, so I like that one extra. It's just a little, a little bit more, you know, comfortable. Is it the the difference between ordinary and extraordinary? Sure. That's a that's a waiting joke. That's a movie from twenty years ago that nobody saw. I did. I certainly did not get that reference. I assume Stumpy did. I did, but <laughs> I don't like to brag about that. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, all right, let's talk about um, let's talk about the do. Do we want to split up the midfielders into their nominal roles, or do we want to talk about them as a amorphous unit? I'm okay with it, whatever, because I also discovered a shorthand today for midfielders. Why are we not shorthanding midfielders as MFers? Uh, I've been calling them MFs in our group chat for a very long time. Okay, well, I'm going to shorthand it as MFers constantly from here because on Because it confused me the, when we did the draft and I called them a middle forward. <laughs> <laughs> That's we actually happened. Go forward. back and find those. Uh, so let's talk about middle forward, uh, the, the deepest lying middle forwards, of which there are two in this camp. Great. Um, Acosta and Adams, I, I think that that's the least interesting of anything here yeah. because they're... Busio. Busio could probably throw his hat in that ring too. You think so? I mean, he's been playing exclusively as an eight and in, in Venice. And although I don't know, he's my concern with him is that I don't know that he is strong enough to play that role in a single pivot. Right. Yeah. I don't know. He did play a little bit of that at the gold cup. I'm not going to lie. I have not watched much Venezia, so I'm not, 
hope super up to date on how he's doing there. Yeah, so I've I've watched it a little bit just because it, it comes with the the Paramount Plus thing. Um, and so like when it's on, you're like, all right, I'm working. I'll have it on in the background. He's, he's been playing like a little bit stronger. Like, like he got there and he realized that like he couldn't dick around anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's still not, he's still not doing things that you need a single pivot six to do. Um, yeah. and like, he's still a child. Like he's, he's what? 17, 18. I think he's 18. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, like I, I, I'm fine with it in the Gold Cup when we don't have better options, but here we have better options. Yeah. Um, Not that anybody cares about my life, but <laughs> I've had a company at my house for on and off for like three weeks, like weekends at least. So my soccer viewing time has been severely curtailed. So my apologies I mean, for my, my lack of up-to-dateness. It's, it, this is a professional podcast. You need to, you need to get on that. All right, I watch I, I, I watch as much as I can, but I can't straight ignore my in-laws. <laughs> you, you, you can. <laughs> I think it'll cause some marital issues, but you can. And see, here's the fun thing: is that if you ignore your in-laws for long enough, they're no longer your in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I feel like I can watch one game with like not it being a problem, but on Saturdays, I usually watch like three or four. And at this point, I'm I feel like they're gonna like be judging me, like, "What's the matter with you? How are you doing this? Your my you know your wife and my grandkids and whatnot." Well, yeah, when it's soccer, it's a problem. But if it's the pointy ball, it's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> yeah, just tell them, like, j- j- just be like, no, 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 I'm watching football in my office. And they're like, oh, okay, he's watching Oklahoma <laughs> versus versus Texas Tech, as if that's somehow better. Uh, it's not. Don't watch Oklahoma versus Texas Tech. Um, watch Vanderbilt versus UConn. <laughs> seriously, do it. Um, so they, 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 this time we brought eight midfielders instead of uh, – five which is pretty cool <laughs> um happy about wow, that. depth is important huh yeah um so so again there's the uh the the crossover christian roldan we can talk about him with the wingers or just not talk about him um but the mo- there, there there are a couple of very interesting names here um one is weston if you want to know what he did google it we're not going to talk about it but the fact that I, allegedly we, did uh, allegedly did um <laughs> But the, the, the interesting thing about this is that um, <laughs> we talked about it last time. Like, would he have been suspended if Gio and Christian were healthy? And I, I still think, say yes. I think yes. <laughs> um, One thing I appreciate about the way like Burhalter has talked about it is like he sat down and like they decided not to go to the team because I always hate it when like a coach says, well, we brought it to the team and decided what they want to do. I'm like, Dude, grow a sack. You get paid to do this sort of thing. Of course, the guys are going to say, let him play. Like, well, I really appreciated that the coaches, like, sat down and decided, like, okay, what's the appropriate action to take here instead of, I like, mean, in this instance, if he did what he allegedly <laughs> supposedly did, uh, the team might not have taken him back. The team might have punched him in the face. So, well, maybe, maybe it's the team. Maybe it's a member of the team. Maybe it's a situation like where Emperor Palpatine was the Senate. Maybe this one player was the team. Who knows? Um, whatever. Okay. So, um, so we actually do get to get the dream midfield, uh, alleged, like potentially of, of McKenny Musa, MMA, McKenny Musa, and Adams. Um, so that'd be pretty neat. Um, Musa seems to be healthy and, and Berhalter confirmed that he's a center, center mid for him. Um, right. I have actually managed to watch some Valencia. Berhalter? He does not look like a winger. I mean, he's fast and he can hang on to the ball and stuff, but like he just, I don't know, he's just not a winger. It's, it's an example of like someone at some point in, in his youth career said like, yeah, this dude's fast. He can play on the wing. We'll just, we'll, we'll coach him up. He'll be a, he'll be a, an A plus winger. And like at, at no point did anybody did anybody like second guess that initial assessment? It's like it happens um, pretty famously with certain uh, oh I don't know Heisman winning quarterbacks from the state of Texas and how they would go to Texas and Mac Brown was like you're a safety and then they were like no and went to other schools in Texas. I'm I'm speaking of course about Johnny Menzel and uh, Robert Griffin the third, both recruited by Texas to be to play safety, both turned it down. 
Um, Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, I mean, um, Musa did play center mid with uh, Arsenal. And I think I saw recently that, like, um, the current coach, whoever, I, I don't know his name at Valencia, I think he says he sees him as a midfielder, but just, like, the injury situation is such that, like, he feels like, he, you know, he's just needed out there and he can do the job. But um, it would be nice if we could get some consistency of him playing in the middle for club and country. Yeah. Ideally, that will uh, happen. Um, so I'm going to uh, – we, we should talk about Luca Delatore because Luca Delatore is Twitter's favorite midfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think anybody, I, I, he played like five or 10 minutes in a, in a friendly and like played really well. And then nobody watched him because nobody could watch Belgium. Um, but Netherlands, Netherlands, Her- Heracles Almelo. Right. Uh, because Belgium and the Netherlands are very different. Um, it's the same place. <laughs> just join up. I, it's, it's, you're so, you're, the same you're place. so offended one person who listens to this. Okay, we actually to be do clear, have... they are different. I need you to understand this. No, no, I understand that. Netherlands and Belgium, different. Belgium, essentially French. Netherlands, occasionally German. Uh... <laughs> You're super right. the Flemish side of Belgium now. Uh, you, you're at me. <laughs> at me. In Flemish. At me. We might have a listener from there. We have one from like the Czech Republic. How do you not know? How do you know? I actually know that we do have a listener from the Netherlands. Um, exactly. So, dear listener from the Netherlands, if you will add us at Mr. Mojo Rising eighty, God damn it! <laughs> Walk right uh, into that. Yeah, add us, Vander, or whatever your name is. <laughs> uh, so, so, anyways, um, <laughs> Luca Delatore. Uh, he so he's he's nominally a progressive eight. Um, that, that like he's the op. He is stereo. Like the stereotype of him is the opposite of the stereotype of Legette. Neither of those are very correct, but he is like supposedly the inverse, always looking for the pass forward, so on and so forth. Um, so if that's true, great. He can be he can be a useful spot here. Um, but he, like many on this roster and like many in our pool, is a kid. So, you know, anybody who goes into this like thinking that that he's the the magic bullet, um, probably not. Well, and it's funny because I feel like USMNT fandom or Twitter or whatever is like generally pretty like pretty set on who like the top 15 16 players are and then people just love to like lose their minds and argue about like number 24 like yeah. who cares he's going to maybe get 30 minutes here and there like he'll be fine it's not a big deal guys yeah i i think it was Brian Shreda today who was point talked about that like he had like a long twitter thread about how like y'all like everybody who you need to be here is here can I point right. out that the magic bullet is actually Ricardo Pepe? Do you know and, why? And we're, we're, we're skipping the wingers. We're going straight to the center forwards. Do you know <laughs> why he's the magic bullet? Why? Because he's in Dallas. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Damn it. That was good. Okay, we can go back to the wingers. <laughs> okay. um so uh so so including christian roldan in the winger pool um uh, because i don't think we've actually seen him play in the midfield for the u.s men's national team uh in the last year well and if I kevin did not, he, could give us, he could give us some intel on the uh on the seattle situation because apparently he plays like an attacking mid slash winger spot for seattle as well well i think that they play like the a three four two one um, so he's playing as like like a dual ten, yeah. Um, which which isn't that different than like the inverted wing type thing that Berhalter does with the uh, with the national team, right? Which is why like probably he's like a scheme fit if nothing else. Yeah. Um, but so so that brings us to the probably the the inclusion that and and exclusion like one to one that pisses people off the most. Um, and that's our dear friend pa- Paul Ariola being included over our other dear friend Conrad De La Fuente. Um, so, what are your thoughts on this, Ben? Well, I mean, 
Conrad, obviously, like, I don't get B in sport, as has been covered extensively, so I don't watch him at Marseille, but he looks a lot better for Marseille than, at least from, you know, the two-minute highlight clips I, I watch, than he did for the U.S. And I don't know what happened with the U.S. last time, but he started the first game and then got, like, very, very little time after that. So, I mean, my inference from that is that... Um, you know, he didn't impress Burhalter in the minutes that he got. And so I think say sorry, whatever about, say whatever you want about Par, Paul Ariola, but he the guy is like a dog, and he is going to work his rear end off. And yeah, he's probably not going to do a lot in the final third, but you know, as your fourth winger, he'll probably be okay. Right. I was going to say he's he if he's used as a depth piece, I think that's fine. If Berholter plans on, you know, running Ariola out there a lot, then that one-to-one inclusion versus exclusion becomes a bigger question mark. Yeah. And, and I actually think that, that it's – people have, have, have been talking about it as if it's a one-to-one, but I actually don't think it is because um, I don't think that they, that they would, would really have, have gone in in the same moments. I think that the one-to-one is Hoppy. Because Hoppy's the guy who who you would say like, all right, well, um, we need a starter on the wing, and we need that person to be a motherfucker. So Conrad or Matthew, it's like, well, right, one of those guys has yeah. a certain swagger to him. Um, well, I mean, just looking at the roster, your starting wingers are Aronson and Wea, yeah. and then your your backups are Ariola Hoppy, and yeah. Ariola Hoppy as your backup wingers. I mean, that, that's fine. It's fine. And maybe rolled on. A little bit, yeah, yeah. That, that, like, I, there's like swing guys on here. Like, I feel yeah. like Hoppy, Wea, Roldan, Acosta, yeah. even they're all kind of like hybrid, can do other thing guys. Actor right. slash model and model <laughs> slash actors. Yes, not <laughs> pure breeds. Um, listen, if, if you guys are gonna make me to stay up to record this, I'm getting all of my jokes in. <laughs> um, so so the way that we move forward here. Um, is that damn it? <laughs> yep. Um, so, so I actually was thinking about this with, with Tim Weah. Um, Tim Weah is, is one of these guys who he, he, it seems that his best role is as a winger with a false nine. Um, but we don't, we didn't bring either of our two guys who conceptually do that. Um, the Josh Sargent has, has been left off. And I think this is the first time that Burhalter is like signaled, like, Hey dude, get your shit together. Um, because well, two forwards uh, is a little odd. I guess sorry? Not. two forwards feels a little light to me, but I guess you got Hoppy and uh Wea that can kind of Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that, that um Zardes being included uh coming off of injury was obvious. Like the last time he showed up for the US men's national team, he 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 was probably the most important player not named Miles Robinson in that gold cup win. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and Pepe, obviously you, you're not going to drop him after the Honduras game. Right. And it just goes to show again, like just how volatile, volatile, how do you say that word? Um, like the forward pool is right now. Like Pepe had one good game. You're like, he's it, he's it, he's it. Like, you know, like, I don't know, just have a good game and you're the guy for now. I mean, that, that's sort of where we're at because I think, I think like the, the Delta between, are you know the the bottom half of our starters and their backups or the pool itself is so so small you mm-hmm. know like the difference between between Christian and and whoever else on the left wing is massive um or or geo whatever but like the difference between i guess i guess it's now peppy but before it was sergeant even when it was sergeant or p folk or or whoever it was like it was always like i don't know whoever whoever scored the goal last yeah. Well, and PFOC feels a little bit hard done by because he's scoring goals like crazy. But, like, I don't know. Maybe if if we're really going to try to press a little bit, like, you know, PFOC isn't that guy. Like, you've heard the phrase, like, quick twitch athlete. Yeah. Like, PFOC is not that. Like, if no. you want a guy to press and, like, you know, I mean, he'll try, but he's not going to, you know, that's just not his, not his, uh, not his bag, baby. He's not. He's not a, a sudden athlete. I think no. that's what, like what what they like to say. Um, yeah. Inevitable athlete. 
Yes, he is a molasses athlete. <laughs> He'll get there. He 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 will get there. Um, so Michael Myers, <laughs> <laughs> like very slowly coming. <laughs> it's like the eighty fifth minute, and you're like, "Geez, he's still on the field." <laughs> he's walking, but he's gonna score. <laughs> um, so I th- I think that that's that's sort of so so sort of high level. Ben, you said that you took notes. Um, what was what was the thing on the top of the line? Uh, roster pod notes. Excellent. <laughs> is that what you're looking for? <laughs> I, exactly what I wanted to hear. <laughs> this is my fault. This is my fault. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out, completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm I'm sure that it's like you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can't. I can't. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burrell. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Berhalter listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just Greg. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> Well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're... we're we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So do you want to do you want to do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So. Dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream.
How's it going, Cut? What's up? How's everybody How doing? How we doing, coaches? I'm doing all right. How's everybody else doing? Doing well. All right. Good to hear. Good to hear. So how, uh, once again, we are recording on Monday afternoon because I don't believe in schedules or time. Um, but uh, so so we, we just had a, a riveting weekend of, uh, of football. We've got another one coming up. Um, I need to to ask a question to 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 the assorted panel members. Um, but wait, before you... we do that, can we just make sure that uh, in accordance with, you know, letting our listeners know when they're when we're recording this, uh, Matt Nagy is still employed. So that might not be true by the time you hear this, but by the time we record it, still true. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of people who don't know what they're doing, um, so did you guys watch the, the Tampa Bay Los Angeles game at all? Yeah, I, I missed that thing. one. Nick, you, you said you watched the whole thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you see the part where Aaron, Aaron Donald was singled up on Rob Gronkowski on a pass set? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, like Raheem Morris is getting a lot of praise today for basically not changing anything from last year with the Los Angeles defense. So, I mean, I think that's good. I think that's a that's a good sign for them. I mean, I know, like, Rob Gronkowski, he's played great the first few weeks of the season, but, like, he doesn't need – it's week three. Like, he doesn't need to be blocking Aaron Donald, like, at all in week three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, outside of, like, the literal playoffs, I'm not sure he ever needs to be blocking Aaron yeah, Donald. Yeah, like, save it. Like, Rob Gronkowski is one of the best tight end blockers ever, but, like, like save it for the playoffs. He also got hit by, uh, I think, one of the – Rams linebackers and had to leave the game briefly. Um, so that was not what you want to see in week three if you're Tampa Bay either. But I mean, you know, Tampa Bay is the defending champs. So losing that game for them is not a big deal. Uh, it's just like a huge LA Rams party right now. I mean, I thought like my, my, my takeaway is that like, I don't really care what Tom Brady does. Um, in September and October, because I don't think that he particularly cares either. Um, and those teams, you know, like they always win, he'll, he'll win 10, 11 games, I guess, 11, 12. Now that there's an extra one, he'll go to the playoffs. It'll be fine. But I just like, I saw that, that rep on Twitter and I was just like, somebody really screwed up. <laughs> like, like burn a timeout in that scenario. That's pretty much, I mean, the, the bucks have basically given up on OJ Howard. That's literally what he should be used for at this point. Like, ah, Gronk might get hurt. No, no, no. Let's put OJ out there. <laughs> OJ Howard caught a pass in this game, by the way. Wow. Wow. Good Does that part. double his season total? <laughs> I also saw Cameron Brake was out there catching passes, too. So it's not uh, not that positive of a development for Howard. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we get to the, the meat of this episode, which is going to be uh, very lovely, especially for you, Nick. Uh, given everything. Um, so our, our I, I say our, the Detroit Lions are going up against Matt Nagy and the, and, and I guess probably Nick Foles. Uh, like he, Matt Nagy. That was, was a with joke. Matt. He's not starting. Nick Foles I, is not going to play. I'm just saying the fact that he included him out of nowhere was, was one of the funnier developments of this week. <laughs> um, so I, I for just like listen- the idea that Matt Nagy, like thinks that he has a choice in the matter or that he's in charge of the situation, like at all, like, like that's not true. Like go look at, um, I think it's pretty similar to the Tyrod Taylor, um, uh, Tyrod Taylor and uh, Justin Herbert last year where, yeah, there we go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Where, where Taylor got hurt. And then Herbert came in and they were like, well, when Taylor's healthy, he's going to be the guy. And then you never saw Taylor. Again because because they're well. the, and, and the, the doctor, you know, might have been involved in that. Who knows? Who's, who, well, who can it say? doesn't matter. It, the details of how the quarterback got hurt <laughs> aren't really relevant here. It's just that you have this, the, the guy who the coach wanted to start is now hurt and the rookie who everyone else is, you know, is very hopeful, is very promising. You know, if that guy shows anything next week, that guy's going to be playing for the rest of the season. 
and they're playing yeah. against the Lions, so I think he'll be okay. Uh, in 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 a in, in potentially the funniest part about this, uh, Chicago's favored by three in this game. I understand it's at Soldier Field, so that's more of a pick 'em, but still. I mean, do you think the Lions should be favored? No, I'm just yeah, saying. What do, that you, what do a... you think the Lions should be if it's not Bears? Yeah, minus I mean, Bears <laughs> minus three is kind of. It's like you're saying. You're just saying they're at home. Give the Bears three. No, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not critiquing Vegas here. I'm just. I. I think that there was there. There was a guy in Vegas who was like, "Fuck," <laughs> if to, to put the Bears as a favorite. Oh God. Um. But speaking of sickos games. Here's what I want to talk about. It's the biggest game of the week in college football. <laughs> it is. I don't care. Um, like, I, I understand that there are ranked games. I understand Michigan against Wisconsin is a thing, I guess. Arkansas and Georgia is a game that people will pretend is the most important. Ole Miss, Alabama, we normally would be all over that. But yeah, I was going to say, this is uh, Lane Kiffin and Noise Nick Saban week. Right. And, and normally we'd be all over that. We would be 100% all over that. But, my friends... UConn, Vanderbilt, ESPNU at night in Nashville. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it is a night game. That sir. got flexed to a night game? Jesus Christ. <laughs> 7 30 local. Or I guess 6 30 because uh, Nashville is central. But yeah. um, that is a night game. <laughs> and uh, both quarterbacks uh, have more interceptions than touchdowns. Both teams are humiliatingly bad. Yep. Um, and so we're gonna we we, we got to do this one by one, right? Um, points per game, Nick. You we we've, we've established that you're you're very uninterested in college football. Not very, but but moderately uninterested. What do you think would be a bad points per game in college? Understanding that that these are both ostensibly uh, Power Five teams. Well, Connecticut, UConn isn't anymore. Yeah, but I, when, that's why I said ostensibly. Like they were recently. I don't know. What are we are are we doing like seventeen points a game? Oh, oh, my sweet summer child. No, <laughs> UConn averaging a blistering fourteen point two points per game. I think that's more than Vanderbilt. It is more than Vanderbilt, who is at twelve point five points. Per yep, game. there you go. And Vanderbilt is a fourteen and a half point favorite. So, Correct. so why is the over under fifty two? Because at a certain point, I like I don't I don't know like I don't have an answer to that question. Because I think because the defenses are worse than the offenses, that's the thinking. I don't know. Well, uh, what would be again, uh, Nick? What do you think would be a bad points allowed per game? Points allowed? Yep. Like out of fifty? Like well, okay. Uh, UConn is 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 giving up forty two points per game. And Vanderbilt is giving up 37 points per game. So that's how you're going to get to the 50s. Um, yeah, but they're I, not. That's wild. You know what <laughs> else is wild is that Vanderbilt is minus 630 on the money line here on DraftKings. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've never I seen saw... minus 630. That's like, uh, that's like Jake Paul against Nate Robinson in a boxing match would be that high, maybe. <laughs> Uh, oh. Vanderbilt's health services too has like for every game that every home game they set up a tent for like mental health services so you can like learn more about it wherever. And there's like beat writers and everything that are just tweeting that out and saying like if you if you tailgate this game and intend to go, you need to stop here first. <laughs> like it's 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 like a your attendance at this game answers a lot of questions I have about why you're attending this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so. Uh, UConn, UConn is, is, and we've talked about UConn probably more than any t- college team not from the the Big Ten on this podcast um, because they're they're wildly confusing to me. Um, they are they are putting up 220 yards per game. They're giving up 465. <laughs> ha, I, they lost. I'm upset. I'm upset because this 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 continues to be confusing to me. Um, and, and, and it's not like Vanderbilt is, is coming off of, of, of a great stretch here. They, they recently lost to Georgia by, um, as much as Georgia wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't, Vanderbilt's gotten progressively worse basically since I enrolled, uh, which seems to be a pattern for most schools I attend. 
Yeah. I'm going to give you the, uh, the, all of the, uh, the drives by Georgia in this game after halftime. Okay. And, and, and they, they scored a touchdown. They scored another touchdown. They scored a field goal. They scored a touchdown. They punted, they punted, they punted. That means that there were three drives at the end of this game where they were essentially just done. They were like three and out, three and out, three and out. Um, this game could have legitimately been 80, what? Three. 83 to zero. <laughs> I, 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 and Vanderbilt's favored by 15. <laughs> I don't uh, understand how, I, I don't understand how Vanderbilt's favored. Like Vanderbilt is probably the worst power five team this year. And they're getting 15 points against <laughs> you. Like, that makes no sense. This game should realistically be like a pick em. Like, it's going to end at like 13-10 or something really stupid. Wait, See, so Vander- all... Vanderbilt is favored by 14 and a half, and they're averaging like 17 <laughs> points a game or something? 12. <laughs> they're averaging? Wow. They <laughs> are favored by more than their points per game average. Um, they, they How scored the hell th- are they covering the spread? That's what we're asking. <laughs> um, the, the the crazy thing about this game is that at some point it was scheduled. Like at some point, someone from Vanderbilt looked at UConn and someone from UConn looked at Vanderbilt. And both of them were like, this is a game that we want to play. Because <laughs> I, I imagine this isn't a buy game for anybody, right? Like, would you imagine anybody was paying anybody else for this? UConn, UConn might be. Just like the last people drunk at the bar. um so so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you some some fpi rating so this is the espn proprietary like you know across all whatever um greg you are correct that vanderbilt is the worst power five team vanderbilt is ranked 121 they are averaging they against an average team they would be uh favored to lose or they would be picked to lose by 18 points connecticut is 128th out of 130 and negative 28. <laughs> so I guess the idea is just that Connecticut's defense is so bad that Vanderbilt like has no choice but to put up 28. Uh, yes. These two teams uh, over, over the course of the season are, are picked to go 1-11 uh, and 2-10. and 10. Vanderbilt already has a win. So are they the ones that are supposed to go 2-10? and 10? They are. Nice. Uh, Connecticut, we're, we're, we're looking at Connecticut. They have a big game. So, so actually, you know what? They might, they might, uh, punt on this game, uh, because next week they have their, literally their only shot at a win. Is it UMass? It is UMass. Yes. (laughs) Uh, UMass is actually, uh, higher rated in the FPI and it's at, at UMass, but, uh, you know, you look at the rest of the schedule and you see Yale, they're going to lose to Yale. Yale is not division one. Doesn't matter. Middle Tennessee state, not even close. Clemson and even even bad Clemson. <laughs> Wait, they UConn scheduled Clemson. You got UConn on November thirteenth will be in South Carolina. Okay, that's really funny. Uh, no, it's UConn. They're still gonna lose. Damn it! <laughs> if it was South Carolina, that could be like one of the fluke years where South Carolina gets it. But UConn, UConn's not winning shit this year. No, no. So I I think the the, the question here, and this is this is my question. Who, so so, what would you guys do with this spread? I mean, Nick, you're 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 a gambling guru. You see you see negative fourteen and a half with a team that's averaging twelve and a half. What what do you do? Well, I mean, if you're looking at it from that standpoint, I mean, that's like Vegas wants you to bet on UConn, like with the spread. <laughs> I think. Um, I mean, this game is a total. Total stay away. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Total sick. Okay, I the logic clearly says to bet UConn, but like, I've watched some of UConn in clips <laughs> clips this year so far, and I don't think that's the right call. I think you have to bet against UConn. I mean, the I, best bet is definitely the under fifty two. That yeah, that has to hit. There's. I haven't seen anything from either offense that says that they can score 52 points all season, let alone in one game. Uh, I, I would, I think the under is, is the thing to hit here, but there's, there's this outside chance that this night game on ESPNU that kicks off at seven thirty Eastern is, is like a massive shootout because both teams are like, this is it. This is the game. 
Like if we don't, if we don't get it here, it's not going to happen for us. Um, I, I also love that uh, ABC. So ESPN has counter-programmed this game with uh, Indiana Penn state and Fox has counter-programmed it with Kansas, Iowa state. <laughs> Those are your options. My friends enjoy sickos game of the week. Like it's, I mean, it's, you can't you can't bet on Vanderbilt because they're getting <clears throat> they're laying fourteen and a half and they score twelve points a game or whatever, and the money line is minus six thirty. So, I mean, don't bet on this game, but if you're doing it, bet on UConn. There's tons of value on UConn's side. Obviously, <laughs> you heard it here first. If you're betting on this game, bet UConn. I mean, first call the like gambling hotline and then (laughs) put it all on UConn plus 450. (laughs) It's like, this is it. This is going to turn around my streak. I'm going to bet on UConn. What if uh, on DraftKings, when you go to put in your bet for UConn, it just automatically dials the gambling hotline? (laughs) Yeah, it's just a trap. It's been really happening. (laughs) This this is just a way for us to collectively find the people who need help. (laughs) In Biden's America, we get gambling addicts the help they need. <laughs> um, so th- there are some other funny games this week that I that I want to bring up, bring to your attention. Um, Florida State is favored over Syracuse by four and a half. Syracuse is three and one. Florida State is one of the funniest bad teams I've ever seen. What do you do? <laughs> I bet Syracuse. You bet. I mean, like, I don't know why they're getting four and a half. I mean, I understand it's it. At, do you know what that is? That's like there there are enough people who are just Florida State fans. Like, you know how that happens to Michigan? And, and Nick, I think you sent that to the group chat about the Lions. About how, like, southeastern Michigan, like, way over gambles. So there's always money to be made betting against the Lions. Well, yeah. there's also money to be made betting against the Lions because they're the Lions. Right. But like, was will you uh, sum up that that article for for our dear listeners? Yeah, basically, like we've been we've been seeing uh, different articles pop up where, um, like, the Lions are the most bet on NFL team, um, like on their over under and game by game and uh, to make the playoffs. That was a really concerning article to me when, when I saw that the most. <laughs> The most bet on team to make the playoffs this season was the Detroit Lions, a team with no chance of making the playoffs. I was just like, well, that's strange. And then again, recently we saw an article saying that the biggest liability for Vegas for the college football national championship is Michigan state because so many people (laughs) have bet on Michigan state. And it's just, it's just people in Michigan betting on the, the local teams here, which is, not a good strategy uh, (laughs) for making any money, but also it's just, it's making me like rethink my process sometimes because um, if I'm ever like going to, like I, I like when the Lions were playing the Packers, like the Packers are typically a very public team, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fish money usually going on the Packers. Um, But I think, I think in this last game, maybe maybe Vegas didn't need the Packers so much because <laughs> because people were. I, I mean, Dan Campbell uh, is two and one against the spread. The Lions are zero and three, but uh, the the they're covering the spread. In the, well, in the I mean, games. it's it's you know what they say. I mean, like what good teams win, great teams cover. So maybe. Well, yeah, but I think you're supposed Chiefs, to do those at the same time because they never cover. <laughs> I don't think that's an either or proposition. I think that's supposed to be both at the same time. No, see, I, I always understood it as as divorced from each other. It's like, yeah, you could win, but what if you didn't win but you covered? Then <laughs> Brett Muskberger gets to continue in a comfortable retirement. Yes, that is basically the idea. So I suppose we should talk about the teams ostensibly that like you'll care about watching. Uh, Michigan versus Wisconsin is big noon Saturday um, on Fox. Uh, Michigan's favored by a point in Camp Randall. Wisconsin just had a quarterback throw four interceptions, three for touchdowns against Notre Dame. Um, Michigan has a quarterback who is pretty obviously concussed at the end of the last game. So get excited. Don't really know what what else to tell you other than that game will be uh, a slog fest at 11 a.m. local uh, in October, which like feels like very big 10 to me. 
Um, like they're 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 that's that's going to be one of the more Big Ten games this week. I think uh, you need some rain or at least some like gray skies to make it truly Big Ten. Yeah, fifty-eight and raining. Yeah, that's that's about as Big Ten as you can get. Yeah, um, Michigan State gets Western Kentucky at night for some reason um, on FS1. For... I'm coming. Sure, why not? Um, Western Kentucky uh, throws the ball a lot and throws it well, and Michigan State has shown a complete unwillingness to play defense against fast. So get excited. Um, so podcast favorite, this is this is the last game I, I really want to go in depth on. Um, podcast favorite Sam Pittman and Arkansas go to the hedges. Go between between the hedges to the hedges between, it's the, between hedges. the hedges. Yeah, between, between the hedges betwixt the hedges. Uh, and and visit Georgia. Um, Georgia is getting nineteen or is is uh is minus eighteen and a half against the number eight team in the country. Yeah, but are they really the the, the eight team in the country? I mean, the AP poll certainly seems to think so. But like, I did this with Michigan State the other day, where it was like I was like, Michigan State is not the seventeenth best team in the country. And then I looked and saw Texas A and M at fifteen, and I was like, oh, everybody sucks. Cool. Like, yeah, good. I guess that's a decent explanation. <laughs> it's like it's like you you say that they're not the eighth best team in the country, but names name eight better. <laughs> like because everybody is terrible, so you're like I I, I don't know. Like like do, are we are we going to sit here and say that uh, Notre Dame is better than them? No, but <laughs> I mean I I will personally apologize to Sam Pittman on uh, Monday, I guess Sunday, if uh, they manage to upset Georgia between the hedges. I mean, that would be great. That would be the, the best possible outcome for my purposes because I think Kirby Smart losing a game to Sam Pittman would be hilarious. Georgia is still like, considered the number one team by S&P Plus, though, right? No, they're two. Who's one? Alabama still? Forever. That's boring. I mean, like that's the thing about this season is that like we thought that this season was going to be super boring, but then Oklahoma sucks. Uh, Clemson's awful. Um, <laughs> Clemson's so, really funny. Uh, Ohio State is bad. So, like... Yeah, Alabama or Georgia are going to win the national championship. <laughs> LOL. Alabama's going to win the national championship. Georgia's going to lose to somebody stupid. Hopefully Arkansas. Um, and, and South South Carolina. South Carolina. I know they already played. It doesn't matter. Um, but, like, I think that there's a lot of joy to be taken from the fact that, like, this weekend you have, you have a game like USC-Colorado. And USC is trash. And Colorado's trash. Whatever. It happens at 11 a.m. local. Sure. Have I fun. mean, USA just got or USC just got boat boat raced by Oregon State, so who knows what could happen? Yeah, and Colorado dropped a uh, thirty yards on Minnesota, not points, yards. Yeah, if you go look at the transit <laughs> transitive property of a lot of college football so far this year, uh, none of it makes sense. Well, it's like Minnesota humiliates Colorado. Colorado hangs with Texas A and M. Then Texas A and M gets blo- basically blown out by Arkansas. Therefore, Arkansas is. Well, the eighth best team in the country. I mean, you can, you can, you can, you can go with that. I mean, do we have any issue with calling Arkansas the best team in the country? Yes. I mean, the team they're playing is. Uh, do you guys have eleven hundred dollars? I can put on Georgia. Like, <laughs> they're they're minus eleven twenty five to win this game. <laughs> See, like, I, I just hope that there's one of those bets that we see every now and then where it's like someone bet $100,000 to win like 20 bucks. Those are always great. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's going to be. Like, throw some pocket change on Arkansas plus 700. <laughs> 10 bucks to win 70? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, there are worse bets. I don't know, man. Every once in a while, Vegas just kind of. I feel like misses one. They gave uh, I mentioned this I think in a group chat, but Vegas had Louisville FSU as a pick'em this past weekend. Yeah, uh, just stealing money there. Yeah, that was an easy hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, I think I think that game this week is probably. I mean, like it's not that game because I think I think George is going to win, but um, like there's there's a couple there's a couple like huge lines that like there's money to be made. I just don't know where. I don't think anybody really knows what's going on like here and in the NFL. For example, I'm looking at Vikings minus a half a point against the Browns this weekend, which seems wrong. Or the Chiefs minus four over the Eagles also seems wrong. Like a lot of these seem kind of suspect. Yeah, I don't know what to do with Chiefs minus four over the Eagles. 
I would bet the Chiefs. I just like what, what I what I mean is like I just I, I don't know what that means. Like what what am I missing here? Is is like the Eagles secondary as good as uh, Matt Ryan look make them look? Uh, probably no, Matt not. Ryan is, Matt Ryan's terrible now. Yep. Matt Ryan's. Um, speaking of washed quarterbacks, uh, I would hammer whoever's playing the Steelers until they wise up. What, what's option number two for them? Start Ben every game this year and tank your way, inten- unintentionally tank your way to four and thirteen, so that they can draft Sam Howell. I mean, you know they're going to do something stupid. The, the correct answer would be like hope Spencer Rattler drops, but the correct what's going to happen is they're going to take Sam Howell and be very disappointed when he sits behind Ben for a year and then sucks. Oh, come on. This is his last year. <laughs> sitting behind Ben for a year. I'm just saying, like, there's a possibility. They they leaked a thing before the game yesterday. Oh, executives have been watching the tape and Roethlisberger sucks. <laughs> like, oh, oh have, executives, that? have executives been saying that? <laughs> <laughs> sources say like yeah man we've been watching for two years he's been a walk well i think i think this last week was probably his worst game ever. it had to have been but I like mean, that's it's not even the Bengals aren't even that good of a pass rush right like what happens if he plays cleveland again and they send miles garrett and Jadavian Clowney after him oh i mean he he'll last like a couple quarters of that game, Mason Rudolph will have to play the rest of it. Like that game's on Halloween. <laughs> of course, it is. Season. <laughs> uh, special thank you to our guests, Ben, who you can find at halfspaces.com uh, and on Twitter at BL Herald, um, as well as our, our good friend Nick. What What is Nick's Twitter? At Electric Snuff. Uh, and that is because it used to be something coherent, but then when uh, you could change your name to something different than your uh, uh, your your app handle handle, uh, he decided to change it, and then um, he became like a a, a a known writer. So here we are. Uh, so check him out on Twitter, uh, Stumpy Worth. Where can they find you? I am at uh, at Mr. Mojo Rising eighty nine, and uh, I. Can, I'm usually the one tweeting from our mothership account at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, but occasionally Greg or Angus or Kevin, I guess. I don't Kevin does not use the internet. He's never used the account, has he? Kevin's a Kevin's a ghost, man. I don't even know if he exists anymore. Uh, are are you Kevin? I'm not Kevin. So that's two of us. Anyways, um <laughs> a few good men aside. Uh you uh, a special thank you to uh, the our sponsors, the Anchor app and the Smith Workforce Management Group, um, and a special thank you to you, the listener. Uh, also to you, Greg, but mostly you, the listener. Uh, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you, so thank you so much. Please like, subscribe, share, follow, whatever. Five stars. Five star. Right. Review. Five stars. We appreciate Spotify, it. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you write a review and tell us uh, what to do with TikTok, um, we'll do it. Uh, and obviously, we're, we're working on getting that Instagram up and running. But we, we know what we're going to do with that. So don't worry. Any about day it. now. Any day now. Uh, so uh, as always, thanks for sticking with us. And we'll see you next time. Adios. Sports Social Podcast Network.